coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NFL, we talk about the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Kansas City Chiefs, almost forgot. Um, we're going to talk more about that. We're also going to talk about all the trades that happened with Jared Goff now coming and future first-round draft picks coming to Detroit for Matt Stafford. We're also going to talk about landing places for Deshaun Watson. Um, where is he going to go? Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about the NBA. We're going to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to talk a little bit about all the other teams out there as well. Um, some surprises and disappointments that we have thus far um, in, re- in regards to the NBA. My co-host, Nice and Smooth, joined me on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love, support out there. We really do. But we got lots to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. Got my co-host nice and smooth with me. So what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? How's the weather treating you? Well, I finally buried my ass out, so it was all good. (laughs) How much snow did you get? Uh, Five, maybe six inches. Yeah, same here. Same here. It wasn't too bad. No, nah, not at all. Not like, the poor, not like them poor saps up in North Jersey. Right. right. Kind of take offense to that since I'm technically in North Jersey. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> because we got like, a, I know we got at least 18. Ugh. So it was definitely a, a task of getting cars out. Well, so. we made it for about... Two and a half years of, or really three of no real, no real um, snow. So there it is. Yep, true. true. And they're already talking about more next week. It's also true. <laughs> that is also true. We, I mean, it's, I mean, what a way to start 2021. <laughs> I, I, basically, um, but we still got a lot to talk about. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Um, of course, the football, uh, Super Bowl. Coming up next week, of course, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. You have one of the greatest of all time in Tom Brady going against the quote-unquote soon-to-be-one-of-the-greatest in people's eyes in um, Patrick Mahomes. So let me get your final thoughts before Super Bowl weekend kicks off in regards to what it is that you're looking for, what teams you think is going to win, and how you think it's going to come about. And whoever wants to start can start. I'm not going to say anything because I I typically give the, the kiss of death, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay quiet. <laughs> Unusually quiet this go around. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I'm looking for a, a good game. Um, you know, I think the last couple of Super Bowls have actually been pretty, you know, pretty interesting. Um, you know, Brady's made it back. It's his, what, 10th overall Super Bowl. Um, what is it? One, six, lost, three. Yeah, so I'm probably at nine, so it's 10th one. So, I don't know, looking for a good game. I'm looking for an exciting game. Um, not all that particular about the halftime show. I mean, you have The weekend performing, so I'm like, oh, I only know like a handful of songs, so I'm not sure how's that going to look, but it could be worse, <laughs> and it has been worse. So, um, for me, I'm looking for a good game. Um, and with you, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, I think if he wins this one, I think we'll probably just put the bow tie on his career as being one of the greatest, if not the greatest who's ever done it at the QB position to this to this point. Um, for all those people that are saying that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like the goat in waiting, I'm like, just pump your brakes, you know, let's, you know, he has a long career ahead of him. Um, if he loses, I don't agree with Tony Romo said that this basically nixes him from the, you know, GOAT conversation because let's, I mean, you know, Brady lost three. So if he loses, I don't think it completely derails him, but I think it just maybe just pushes it back. But I think if Tom Brady wins it, I mean, going from a different team, you know, a different division, going up against, you know, the best young QB out there right now, then yes, it's probably going to, you know, solidify his status, which already is to most people's minds, you know, as the best, you know, there ever was. Um, so for me, I'm looking for a good game. Um, what I'm really looking for is to see how 
you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey going to do against the Bucks defense again this time? Because the last time they, they went around, Tyreek Hill had two TDs and damn near 160 plus yards in the first quarter. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs really put it on them in the first half. They kind of cooled off and kind of was, you know, playing around in the third quarter. But, one, but once they got to the fourth quarter, they were able to finally put the game away. But I'm hoping it's a good game. I think it's going to be a close game, actually. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be really close. Um, I don't know if we want to make our predictions now, but I, uh, as much as I would love to see Brady lose, <laughs> Every time I've bet against him to lose, um, he's won. So I think I will go with Tampa Tom winning a very close game at the end. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Nice to say something, anything. My mom, my mama said, my, 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 my mama said that if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Oh, we don't want to say nothing. Wow, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm completely shocked. Um, but I, I'll say this. Um, since I don't have that, uh, I'm not going to say I don't have that KOD mentality. Um, but I will say this. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Smooth, uh, especially in regards to the halftime show. Very interested to see how that, ha how that works out. Um, all in all, I think that, you know, this is one of those Super Bowls where this is going to be whoever wins is going to show something. And with Tom Brady, of course, you know, you're going to see him establish, further establish that he is one of the greatest if he wins. Um, if Patrick Mahomes wins, then, you know, it's going to be him solidifying his legacy as well. So it's – I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I also agree that it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't have Tampa Bay winning. I just think that Mahomes and Kansas City has too many weapons. Um, to It's going to be close, but I'm very curious, not about the Kansas City office, but it's more so the Kansas City defense and how they respond to um, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. I think that is going to be the key matchup for me. Um, more so than Kansas City's offense against Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, bottom line is that if Kansas City's defense can hold its ground, then it shouldn't be no problem for them to repeat. Um, so I'm very curious to see how that holds up. Um, also very curious to see how, to be honest, I'm not really even interested in all the pregame warmups and all that. I just want the game to get, get started and the game to end. Um, and, you know, the halftime show is going to be a long, drawn-out series. I get it. It's just that right now, the game itself is what matters. And at the end of the day, I I have Kansas City winning at this stage. It's going to be a close game, but I, I have Kansas City um, eking it out. Make the best man win. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have myself. Reluctantly going for Brady. Um, we have Al going for uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. And Ace is taking a mulligan. He just... I think the field. He's not, he's not going to answer. I'm trying to see how the 49 is going to pull off for a uh, for a Deshaun Watson trade. You still on that? <laughs> you still open for that, aren't you? They're going to actually Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you Garoppolo. Garoppolo. We'll give you our number. We'll give you our want, first hand pick. They're they, they going to want Nick Bosa. Oh, they better throw in JJ Watt then. <sighs> I, I, we'll I, give you Garoppolo, Bosa, and uh, some picks if you give me Watt and uh, Deshaun Watson. Shit, I'd take that to heartbeat. Yeah, JJ Watt probably yeah. gonna be his last game. But that was his last game. Was Texan as well. And he's so, a free agent coming up next year, right? He's something, but he talking about he ain't trying to come back neither. Hmm? No, that's actually not a bad. I that's not a bad idea. If I'm the 49ers, I wouldn't do that because you got a young Nick Bosa with a more so of a older 
J.J. Watt, so. But you get a young Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you know what? I'm just, you know, all these things I'm hearing about him, you know, you're going to have to, well, now since the, oh, Matthew Stafford, where they gave up two first-round picks, well, I think the Rams gave up way too much for that one. I didn't even get into that story, but let's go ahead with it. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> I think that was way, they gave up way too much for Matt Stafford. The guy hasn't really done nothing. He's got a great arm. He's put up a lot of numbers um, in the NFC, what, North, where it's, you know, competitively you have bad teams. I mean, only only the real team you had out there was the um, the Packers. Outside of that, everybody else has been kind of, you know, trash. So, and he hasn't won a playoff game. So I'm just, I thought the Rams, they already gave up their farm you know, to move up to get Jared Goff, they're going to give up, you know, several more first round picks in the future to get um, Matthew Stafford. I don't know if that's such a good idea. It's got to pan out for the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl and win, in my opinion, to justify that trade. Because if not, you gave up an awful lot to get Matthew Stafford, who has, in my opinion, really proved anything, um, you know, thus far. Now, granted, he hasn't had the team around them necessary to do it, but he stays hurt a lot. So I don't know. I'm I'm just a little su- I was a little surprised that the Rams gave up that much to get him, but I'm not surprised the Rams wanted to opt to go a different direction because they've been kind of off the uh the Jared Goff bandwagon since mid mid season. I like Stafford. I, I always thought Stafford was a, was a pretty good QB. It, I, I just think it's the curse of uh, it's just the curse of uh, Barry Sanders or whatever that curse is with Detroit that they just can't be good. It's just Detroit, <laughs> right? And when they were decent, and they had a coach that was at least getting them to eight nine wins, they fired him. So. I think it's good on both sides. I think give Matthew Stafford an opportunity to get some better talent around him. Though, I mean, as far as wide receiver goes, he had Megatron. So you can't say that he never had top talent. It's just that the team just overall just sucked. Yes, and, 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 and Megatron, in my opinion, was better than majority of receivers you had in L.A. Who's his receivers in L.A., though? Um you got to think about it, then it ain't that good. <laughs> I mean, you got this talent there. I mean, they've had talent, but I mean, Megatron, you know, collectively, you know, collectively what they had, I would go Megatron over any receiver that, they're, you know, the Rams had, even when he went to the Super Bowl. But they got to, well, I put it like this they have, they have a defense. So I think what they're trying to do, they're not trying to squander such a great defense. If they know that they're just a quarterback, Cam Akers is coming along to be their running back of the future. Um, wide receiver rise. You're right. Uh, oh, what's my man name? White boy. Um, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. He nice. Who, who can't stay healthy? <laughs> he nice. <laughs> um... I think, they got a, I think they got a decent tight end. I mean, if they play their cards right, if they're not too far, you know, if they got some money left in the cap for cap space and maybe could draw away, maybe not a top flight wide receiver in free agency, but maybe that second tier wide receiver. Um, I think I think they make some noise in the NFC. I, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, they might get in as a wild card, but uh, I can't say that Stafford is. I, I personally, I believe Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I think, I think the Rams prematurely busted a nut way too early, you know, and thought that they had their quarterback, uh, quarterback for the next 10, 12 years, instead of waiting. I mean, I, I guarantee that. When you have a quarterback that did what he did in three years, you think, "Oh snap! Okay, we got we got that guy." 
But that's why it's always sometimes it's okay to sit there and wait for that fourth and fifth year to sit there and say, because look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, dynamic. Puts up great numbers. He is a he is a running back that plays quarterback. But if he progresses and continues, and if the Ravens give him some weapons on the outside, some decent weapons, and it's, you know, and flush out that passing game a little bit more, and he becomes to be that dude, they'll sit there and pay him after his fourth year. But they didn't fall for that. Let's go ahead and give him that big contract after year three because he hasn't really proven anything. He won a playoff game, sure. But, you know, you got to – it's a show and prove. Everybody thinks that Patrick Mahomes, you know, if you if you could do what Patrick Mahomes did in three years, by all means, you pay that man. Because there's only generational type of, type of quarterbacks that come along and do some, some crap like that. But there's not another Patrick Mahomes in the league. So they have to be a little bit – moving forward, I think GMs across the board are going to sit there and be like, Nah, we're not paying these mega contracts after three years thinking that we got our quarterback. That's the whole point of a fourth year with an option for the fifth year, to sit there and really prove it. If you can sustain that level of success, then we'll pay you. But, you know, golf flamed out. I don't know what it was. I don't know if McVay just soured on him over the, over the course of time or what. But I think, I think it'll be great for both. I think it'll be a good look for Detroit, fresh look, Decent talent, Stafford, opportunity to make a playoff and see where it goes. But I'm still hoping that Deshaun Watson gets to the 49ers. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that, of course. Um, I think every team that needs a quarterback is hoping Deshaun Watson goes to their team. Um, but I agree with you, Smooth. I think that, I, I, to be honest, I think the Lions made out like bandits. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Those three future um, first, I mean, draft picks, I, I, I for the life of me, and I'm going to tell you as a person that had Matt Stafford as a uh, fantasy quarterback, um, I don't see what everybody else sees. Maybe a change of scenery, a change of teams trying to help both quarterbacks. So, I'm going to give that the benefit of the doubt. But I, to be honest, in comparison, I thought that these two were, I think that Jared Goff only has nothing but to go up. I think Matthew Stafford has every opportunity to continue to decline. So they're at a, I think they're at a, a, a balance somewhere. I think Detroit is going to become, come off better than what people think. Um, even though Jared Goff may not be on that level with Matt Stafford is, what for whatever reason people think that way, I think that in the end, as time goes on, I think that this value of these trades is going to help benefit Detroit more than it does L. Uh, I mean, yeah, more does it than it does LA at this stage, and I think that it's going to show, and it's going to be one pick that Detroit has that should have been LA's, but it's now Detroit, and that pick is going to turn into be an actual stud. So I think that in all honesty, I think that Detroit made off better than this. Now, whether they do something as far as general management is concerned, whether they do it and do the right thing about this, it's totally up to, it's totally up to Detroit. Um, because as they said, like ever since the Barry Sanders era, it's just been just mediocre at the best. Um, and they have to do something about that. So I think the trade works for both quarterbacks. I think a change of pace for both, a change of scenery for both quarterbacks is going to help them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, the, the Rams are, are, are in a very bad spot because, you know, they gave up a lot of picks to move up to get Jared Goff. And then they turned around and gave up a lot of picks to give up, you know, Carson Wentz. He basically are without, you know, first round picks for the next several years. I think five at least if not more. So, um, you know, you could say, well, we'll do good. So the picks would be in the, you know, in the later rounds, but you can, you always find gems deep, you know, deep in the, in the first round. So um, it's kind of paying out for the Rams within the next two years, or this would be a bad trade um, for Detroit. I agree with you. They have picks. You have Jared Goff. Uh, when Jared Goff was good, he was able to do a lot of play action passes. He had, you know, Todd Gurley, who had a phenomenal year yep. prior. 
He had a phenomenal year going into the Super Bowl. He just got hurt before the Super Bowl and was just never quite right when they had that run. I would argue that if Todd Gurley was 100% going into the Super Bowl, they would have won that one. But um, Jared Goff got paid early um, because of Todd Gurley, the same way that Carson Wentz, well, Carson Wentz got paid early because they went to the Super Bowl and they needed to actually justify their picks. So they paid him. So the Eagles paid him early than they probably should have when he didn't do anything. And now it's coming back to bite them in the behind. So now they got to get a, a coach in there that's going to actually try to fix Carson Wentz. So now they got to go down with the ship with, um, with Carson Wentz. So... We'll see. I mean, you know, they... Let, let, let me ask you this question. Since we're talking about quarterbacks that got paid early. Do you think Deshaun Watson deserved to get paid early? And do you think his... Actually, you wanted to say that his decline, he didn't really decline because he still led the league in passing despite, you know, losing uh, D-Hop yeah, yep. to, to Arizona. So... <clears throat> Out of all the quarterbacks that we talked about, I'm assuming that Deshaun Watson is probably the only one who's lived up to expectations as far as maintaining the status quo to which got them, to which got that particular quarterback paid the way they got paid. And then when you look at it from a, when you look at it from even deeper under a microscope, you still got those three quarterbacks that we talked about, and neither three of them, uh, the three of the quarterbacks, two of them don't. Well, one is already gone from the team that paid him. One we all believe could probably be gone, which is uh, Wentz from the Eagles, and then you got one that just don't want to be there, which is crazy when you sit there and you really look under under the microscope. We got these three high-profile quarterbacks. Well, really, only one. Uh, one that's worth a damn, <laughs> who don't want to be on this team despite, despite being paid, which is the craziest thing ever. It's the, I guarantee, after watching these three quarterbacks, no GM in their right mind will sit there and pay quarterbacks early, just like no GM in their right mind will ever draft a running back in the first round unless it's generational type of talent, type of running back, because now they're just a dime a dozen. Because look at Todd Gurley. He got paid. Look at him now. St. Louis is on, no, I'm sorry, L.A. is on some crap. They look at some players and they think after two, three years, we need to pay them because they're going to be nice. And then it just kind of backfires on them. Same thing with Zeke. You know, Zeke thought to get paid. They would look at him. He fell off too, two years in a row now. <laughs> they, they, paid, they, they paid the wrong man. <laughs> yeah, without question. Well, you know, it, it, well, there's a fourth quarterback. Will that man get paid or is he going to be somewhere else? Who? Who? Oh, Barkley? No, not Barkley. Um, quarterback for the, uh, the Cowboys. Okay, oh, the quarterback. Oh, that. I have that. I have, that I have no idea. <laughs> Scott. That. Yeah. There we go. They're probably going to franchise him again. That's that's man. Look, pull the Kirk Cousins. Pull it. You gonna pay me thirty some odd million again for two years in a row? I make sixty million dollars, guaranteed money. I can't be mad at that. Well, go back to your original, um, your original question. I would say that um, they all got paid early. Well, two of them got paid early for different reasons. I think Jared Goff got paid early because the combination of them actually going to the Super Bowl and of Todd Gurley making them look a lot better. Um, than what he probably necessarily really was. Carson Wentz got paid early because they wanted to appease him because they were he was getting a little emotional because Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and he wasn't feeling the love and management had to justify them jumping up, you know, jumping up mad picks to pick him. Um, but this year, you know, I, I'm not an Eagle supporter, but we'll give him a slight out that he had half his offensive line out for the first half of the year in no running game. Now, he got him back. <laughs> and he still played like trash. So, but I'll give him a slight mulligan for at least 
the beginning of the season where half his offensive line was gone. But um, Deshaun Watson, I would say they didn't pay him early. They paid him kind of a little later. Um, but if we're going to go into where, where Deshaun Jackson is going and the astronomical deals that people are saying, I'm not 100% sold that he's worth all of that. Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson? Yes. yes. You saw, you saw what he did this year with hardly no talent at wide receiver? I'm saying he's great. He was good this year. Um, then they're great. I'm just saying that the amount of picks that people are saying, they're saying whatever Matthew, what they got from Matthew Stafford, he's got to get more than that. So if you're already looking at what they gave him, like two first round picks in the second round or three right. first round, two, two, two first and a third, I think. They're looking for at least three and two first rounds and a player. I don't know for someone that really – he's been good regular season, but hasn't really proven it Ooh, well, on a consistent <laughs> basis in the playoffs. He's been great in the regular season. I can't, can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. But, to, but to – I don't know if it's that much that you want to give up for Deshaun Watson that hasn't consistently proven himself multiple times in the playoffs to want to give up that. You're giving up on potential, and you might get in a situation where it might not pan out. Someone's going to overpay. I just don't know if the price that they're going to ask for, if he's 100% worth it. Similar to Matthew Stafford, I see. <laughs> I would say, I would almost argue that whatever they gave Matthew Stafford, you could probably get for Deshaun Watson. I think with the Rams, could have probably give a little less for Matthew Stafford and still got him. But if that was the deal that someone gave up to get Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But to say that if Matthew Stafford got two first-round picks and Deshaun Watson gets four and a second and a player, I'm like, no. But we're talking quarterbacks now. And the rules and the, and the, and the rules and everything that keeps quarterbacks upright and safe, except for if you, if you make yourself into a running back. I mean uh, – He's won one playoff game, to my recollection. Agreed. Matthew Stafford, though, is 32. And in quarterback years, mm-hmm. he's still considering his prime. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. But then when you look at Deshaun Watson, you're talking about a kid that's seven years younger and still has years before he gets to that point where he's seasoned and can still lead teams to – like a Drew Brees or 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 Tom Brady or something like that. I'm not saying that those two will ever get to that point. But I'm just saying to be just using them as a barometer as far as age is concerned, to go into your 40s and still performing quite well. I mean, he, Deshaun Watson could give a team, if he if he pans out to be that that dude, 15 solid years. If he because he's already a quarterback, he's but he's established himself as a QB who doesn't necessarily have to run to make plays. Now he can run and make plays, but he doesn't necessarily he's established himself as a quarterback. Now, if you put him in the right situation, the right team, right offensive uh, playbook, I could justify maybe giving up three ones. Maybe giving up a second, because even though you give you give a first round picks, it's no guarantee that that team is going to hit you know hit booms on every first round pick that they get. You're getting something bona fide and established versus, yeah, I'm giving up first round picks, but who knows if they're going to even be worth a damn three years down the road when I might have won a Super Bowl with with uh, Deshaun Watson by that time. Hmm. I, but see, now you're gambling, though, with that. And it's at the end facts. of the day, I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like, you, it's a 50-50 there because, you, like you said, you never know. Like, who's to say that these first-round picks will turn out to be worth their first-round picks? Uh, I mean, their value. Um, but then again, you never know where that team will lie in the standings. They may be all the way from the bottom 
all the way to the top um, because you never know. Some One team is one injury away, one or two injuries away from losing their season. So it all depends. Um, it's, a, it's a risk. It's a big risk I because you never know. But with that being said, when people are going to think about the value, they're going to think about the value of where that particular trade is now. Uh, whereas future first round picks, okay, that's going to still worth, be worth value at some point because they may be a bust, but then again, that team may not want to pick whoever the other team picked in that trade. So there's a lot of scenarios. There are different scenarios there, no matter what. Um, is basically going to be what have you done for me lately? And is your current trade value for the person that you're bringing back, is he worth or is he going to be an upgrade to whoever it is that you're getting rid of as part of the trade package? That's what the bottom line is going to be. And they're going to evaluate whether or not what you did off of that trade is going, if, if it helped or it hurt the team at, at the long run. Yeah, and... And don't get me wrong, you know, he, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, in, in my opinion, I think, in my opinion, better than Wentz, better than golf, um, you know. But um, the question is, like you said, it, it, it's it's gambling. You know, it could wind up being a situation where, you know, it could be the Herschel Walker trade where mm -hmm. Herschel Walker goes to the Vikings right. and they thought they hit pay dirt and they were a lock and it doesn't pan out and Dallas winds up with all these draft picks and capital and winds up turning into a dynasty. Not to say that that's the kind of situation that could or could not pan out, but it could be that extreme or it could be where Deshaun Watson is that piece, but how much do you have to give up? Like the Jets, they're saying that he should go to the Jets. If I'm Houston Texans, I want your, your first two-round picks. Mm -hmm. I think the Jets got three first-round picks. No, three? Or I thought it was just two. I think they got two in the top 15 and one in the late round. One in the late round. Oh, I thought it was just two. I think. Don't quote me. I think I heard oh. three. They got they got two first round picks. Um, they do have a, the 34th pick, which is the top. Oh, of the so it's, it's, you know, they got two first round picks in the top of the second. So yeah. if I am if I am Houston, I'm trying to get if I can't get those first two picks, I'm trying to get one of those first in that second pick, you know, in any kind of combination. Um, but if you do that, the Jets don't already have a whole lot. You send the Sean Watson, you rob them of, you know, you know, three of those picks or two out of those three, depending on how you, you know, you lay it out. He still ain't going to have nothing there. So the cupboard's going to be, you know, certainly bare by the time he get there. So it's like, uh, wherever you're going to go, you're going to rob Peter to pay Paul and you better hope he gets a situation. Like I think the 49ers would be actually perfect because they already got talent there. Um, they can give, you can sacrifice a first round pick maybe next year, the year after that, and some second rounds and not upset the apple cart too much because you already got a good team there. And I think he would fit seamlessly in there. If you go to the Jets, the Jets are going to have to give up a whole lot now and he's not going to have anything to work with once he gets there. So he was probably going to be in a worse situation with the Jets than he would be with the um with the text with the text as he's currently constructed right now. So yes. I, I ain't gonna front. If I were a GM of a team, let's just say if I were the GM of the Niners and I had the opportunity to get a Deshaun Watson. I would give up Garoppolo because Garoppolo obviously is a, is a talent. You know, he's led a team to Super Bowl. So though you're not, the Texans not getting a Deshaun Watson, they are, they are getting a quarterback who has led a team to the Super Bowl. So that's no, that's no slouch. I'd give up something else than some picks. But then on the back end, if I were to get Deshaun Watson, I would, I would really sit him down and look at him and say, I want you to be the corner, the cornerstone of this franchise for the next 10 years, 12 years. This may sound crazy, but what if we just gave up a ton of capital for you? What if we gave we restructured your contract your contract in this in a way that kind of mimics Patrick Mahomes? 
But maybe we give you a little bit more money than Patrick Mahomes would get every year versus how he's his contract is really backloaded where he's getting paid top heavy in the back end. Maybe we give you some signing bonus or something like that so that it would give us the flexibility to say, if we need to shore up our offensive line, we can go out there and get some people. Or if we need to go out there and get some top some type, some uh, top talent defensively, we can go ahead and do that. But we want to assure you that this is your home and this is where we want you and we're going to take care of you. Now, if I was a GM and I was able to sway him, I would hope that any GM would sit there and look at him like that and say, hey, how do you feel about that sort of, you know, that sort of a contract? We can't say it's a $500 million contract right now, but maybe after two or three years, maybe we can say it's a $300 million contract, but we're paying you back heavy somewhere down the line. I don't know. This sounds crazy, but at least yeah. that's the way Kansas City is able to do what they're able to do and still leverage talent and pay people and have a co competitive team around them, which makes sense. It sounded crazy when uh, Mahomes signed, uh, signed a deal. But it made perfect sense from a, a GM and, and, and ownership standpoint, where they know they can still go out there and get talent. I mean, like GMs, they do they they good GMs does what it takes to to get the, the players that they want. Bottom line. Um, but if I'm thinking of it from the Texans, I'm looking to get the biggest haul I can get at this stage. But I'm thinking, I agree with you, but I'm thinking that's the one way that if a team really wanted Deshaun, I think that's the one way they would have to go ahead and say, hey, this is the way we might have to approach this. If you want to come here and we got to give up all this, this is what we're going to need from you in the beginning so that we can make sure to get the team around you so that you have those playmakers that you need to make us competitive. No, you're talking about when whatever team that that gets um, Deshaun. Um, Deshaun. I'm talking about the Texans, whatever team, I mean, whatever team, what are you going to get in return if I'm the Texans? Let's say, for example, like you said, you play GM for the 49ers. If I'm GM for the Texans, I'm looking at every possible trade scenario where the GM and look at what they're willing to offer. And then I'm going to come back and see what I can get more out of them, fleece them as much as I can before I would give up the Sean Watson. I would ask for multiple first rounders. I would ask for a quarterback. I would ask for a top star if I need to, whoever is on their team. I will break up the band. I mean, bottom line, I will do whatever it takes to get the best talent and future first round picks that I can get. And whoever it is, I don't care which team. It could be the Jets for all that matters. But whoever team it is, I'll make sure I'm going to get a heavy haul and think about what it, how it's going to affect the future first, I mean, foremost. I get the 49ers would be ideal for the 49ers. I will also look at the Jets because, truth be told, they're not going to be in the playoffs anytime soon. I could get future first rounders for them still be on the come up and still build while <clears throat> building off of the, the Jets' first round picks and get a star from there. I, I mean, the Texans have every opportunity. They're basically in the driver's seat right now. Sean Watson, for whatever case, may want to be opted out, but at the end of the day, he doesn't control where he wants to go. The Texans control where he wants to go. And if the Texans want to get a haul from the worst team, they can do it. Uh, actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of both because the Texans – don't like you said. They have they hold the cards. They don't got to trade them at all. They can just sit on them, <clears throat> and whatever trade they come up with, then you got you know Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, so he can scoff at any deal that he doesn't like. So it's a oh really? I didn't know. He, I forgot about. The, I, I didn't think about the no trade clause. So he's he's like it's a it's a it's a bad situation. I mean, I don't even know how it's going to end. He already talking about he's willing to set out all of 2021. And you know what? If there's not a deal, like you said, Al, if if there's not a deal to be made and whatever deal it is, well, we already saw what the benchmark is going to be. Whatever the Rams got for Matthew Stafford, it's going to have to – that's where it's going to have to – negotiations going to have to start at least with that um, and then be more than what Matthew Stafford got. So, I mean, what, what the um, Rams gave up to get Matthew Stafford. So – I mean, I think that's your benchmark. But if I'm the Houston Texans, if I don't get anything good, you just sit on it. Hmm. He, he, 
you ain't got to trade him. He's you just gave him money. <laughs> True. Quick so question you, for you. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was saying you just gave him money, so they really don't uh, a year ago, so they really don't gotta do anything. I I I I think Stephen A. Smith said it best a couple of days ago when he was, when he was saying that the stink in Houston is uh, is evident. Just because I truly think Houston went out there and hired a black coach just to appease Deshaun Watson. But then my thing would be if you got an offensive juggernaut of a mind and Eric the enemy. And you have every opportunity to sign that man. Why wouldn't you give him that opportunity? You see what he's doing with a Patrick Mahomes, and you got a quarterback who's not say Patrick Mahomes, but is the similar type of a, of a quarterback as Patrick Mahomes. Why wouldn't you put your best foot forward and say, "We're gonna go ahead and get this man" instead of getting a co- uh, uh, a coach that was around. Uh, Oh, why can't I even think of his name? <laughs> What's the QB for Baltimore? God, I'm getting old. Mar Jackson? Yes. You bought a, a black coach that came from Baltimore who was around Lamar Jackson. So are you trying to tell me that you value Deshaun Watson more like a Lamar Jackson? Or do you value Deshaun Watson more like a Patrick Mahomes? If you're gonna if you're gonna get two two black coaches, two offensive minds. Where would you want to gear towards more? <laughs> it makes that's why it makes no type of damn sense of what's going on in Houston. You know, you drove away, you, you had a coach and a GM who drove away your best offensive weapon and D Hop. You didn't want to pay the man. You gave away JV uh JV on Clowney, who was a perfect compliment to JJ Watt. <laughs> they did so much. And then they tried to piece it together with bringing in some some names at wide receiver that just didn't make sense. And 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 even though it didn't make sense, Deshaun Watson still blow still went out there and balled up. <laughs> and there's there's something that's there's there's an underlying stink that's going on that's not being mentioned. That of course will never really seep to the top. But it's like what's really going on that all these top players in this on this team is either getting shipped out or wants out. Like JJ Watt wants out now. <laughs> free agent or not, you know, he's been a namestay in that in that for that team for the longest time. And now all of a sudden, at the end of the game, you heard that mic'd up session was like, I'm real sorry when he 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 uh he hugged up Deshaun or they're walking up the field and said, I'm really sorry we wasted the year. Like he knows something is up. <laughs> so my my whole thing would be if you got somebody that's really disgruntled, you can sit on sit on them all you want. That just means he's going to be, he might be a year older, but his body, his body's still nice. Yeah. He's fresh. <laughs> you know, he'll probably sit there and do what he needs to do to keep his mind right and his body right. And he'll go somewhere and he'll still be nice. I I, I say, look, just get it over with. Go get somebody that you can get. Like I said, get the, get the haul. Because whoever, whoever wants him is going to give up, a, is going to give him a shitload of a capital to get him. Without a doubt, no, nah, I I get what you're saying, and to be honest, is 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 if you, if they don't do that, it's like team, not just players is gonna look, and they're gonna see. It's not gonna be an attractive free agency if you don't handle your players the right way. And truth be told, if Houston does sit on him, it's gonna look bad on him, like to the point where people are gonna be like, why would I come to Houston? if they're treating their players like that. So they have to be mindful and be careful of how they proceed with this going forward. They can't, if if the best thing, like I, I agree with everybody, the best thing for them right now is to move on. And the question is how are you going to do it and if you do it the right way? Because if you don't do it the right way, it's going to be a difficult time for you to be bringing it, trying to recruit people to come play for you. That's for sure. Got that right. And, 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 let's, and let's keep in mind, I'm pretty sure that he's probably getting some, you know, the owner of the, you know, the Texans and a lot of these moves that Bill O'Brien was, was able to make, you know, was at the, you know, the owners had to sign off on this. Um, and the owners have said some inflammatory comments, you know, in the past talking about they don't want the quote unquote inmates to run the asylum. 
But, um, you know, let's just say that uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of owners are looking at the situation and probably telling the Houston Texans on one hand, yeah, we want to trade with you. But on the other hand, you know, play hardball because we don't we don't want to give up that power because we're not the NBA where the NBA players have the power and the owners are pretty much, you know, at their, you know, behest. So I'm pretty sure that the owners are quietly standing in solidarity saying is that don't capitulate to a guy you just gave a whole bunch of money to and tell him to force your hand and trade him when you don't want to. They're probably trying to tell him to play hardball, but on the other hand, make us a nice deal so we can get the guy, but don't make it appear like you're acquiescing to Houston's demands because if you do this, if you do this for him that quickly and you get traded, you know, you just open up Pandora's box or any quarterback that we pay and they all of a sudden say, I don't want to play here, trade me. Then now they're afraid they're going to wind up in a NBA kind of situation where only the, you know, the QBs can do stuff like that. It's, it's crazy what's going on there. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a lot more going on to the situation than just his demands because you have a lot of factors in play, and we know the NFL owners, they ain't trying to hear that. They run the show. <laughs> right. Lastly, they don't want to get this showed up, so to speak. Yeah, or give anybody any any precipitation that they don't really hold the power, even though the collective bargaining agreement is well gone and passed. They don't want to show any signs of weakness because that'll come back to bite them, you know, if it gets, you know, from their position becomes problematic. And then, you know, 10 years down the, down the road, when there's a lot of money being tossed around, then the players are going to feel like they're at to have a stronger position to be able to guarantee more guaranteed contracts and have more freedom of movement. And so I'm pretty sure the owners are trying to, you know, cut this off at the kneecaps. Um, still allow Houston to get the trade, but don't give it the perception that he demanded a trade and you guys have no choice but to do it. Right. Mm, that's why I love the offseason. Drama, drama. <laughs> yeah, definitely for a drama. Um, and we could continue talking about the NFL once and next week because we'll be talking about the conclusion of the Super Bowl as well. So, um, with that being said, we'll talk more about the NFL because we got the NFL, we got the Super Bowl, and then we're going to talk about the draft and then all the free agents that's going to happen and most likely some trades that's going to happen as well. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk more about that um, at a later time. But I'm going to be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about the NBA. Uh, season is going full swing right now. Um, there are some surprises, but of course, um, I didn't want to bring this up, but I guess someone else wanted to bring this up. So um, talk about last night's game against the Brooklyn Nets and the L.A. Clippers. Um, right now, Brooklyn is playing pretty okay. Um, <laughs> even though they did lose the game to Washington Wizards the previously, they did beat the Clippers last night. So, um, or let's get your thoughts on Anything NBA at this moment. Uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the Jazz are are first in the Western Western Conference. Is that correct? I believe so, yes. Oof. I'm a firm believer of not really caring so much about the NBA until playoff time. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Um, but the Jazz is definitely the top top of the Western Conference right now. Um, Clipper followed by the Clippers and then the Lakers. Um, the Nuggets is fourth at this stage. Lakers are probably just toying around. Brooklyn, Brooklyn has to gel, so that's why they're playing so much. Damn it, if they don't play some defense one of these days, they ain't, they ain't making it too far. I'm sorry, they need defense. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> but I am kind of surprised the fact that Dallas Mavericks has lost six straight. Um, I thought that Luca was going to be a lot. I thought the Mavericks was going to be a lot better than where they were. Um, I'm surprised at that. The Knicks finally did something right. <laughs> they won ten games. No, they gave up on Porzingis. <laughs> that fool ain't what he was back before he got hurt, <laughs> and they fleeced Dallas. 
Williams. Well, no, I can't even say that because technically they did not. For the, what they got back for Porzingis is not panning out at all. Um, okay. To be honest, Dennis Smith Jr. Right. Is, is now trying to go into the G League because he needs yeah. to get more reps. So <laughs> I don't think that the value has been, you know, it's not fleeced at all because the Knicks is the type of management that makes poor decisions with the value that they get back in return. Sorry. But I will say that uh, I agree with Ace's first sentiment that as far as the Knicks trading Porzingis, I think it was a shrewd move, but I agree they didn't get enough back in return because the value that they got back in return hasn't panned out. However, Porzingis hasn't really panned out with Dallas at all. Right. And I think that Dallas is going to have to make this. I thought two years ago, I didn't think it was going to be good because Porzingis could just never stay healthy. Luka needs a, 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 a healthy number two and it ain't Porzingis. And they're going to have to come to that conclusion real soon what they're going to do. And I don't think you're going to have any takers for Porzingis at this point. Man, it's got to bury him on the bench. I don't know about that. I think that there's going to be one team out there that's going to, if done right, there's a couple of teams out there that could use, that will take Porzingis off of Dallas's hands. Mm. That's it. Uh, to be honest, um, I, no, no I'm, I'm thinking more of the teams with the bat, with the um, worst records, like Washington, the Wizards, or um, Detroit, um, for that matter. Mm. Um, that would be interesting for them. Like, I would look at all obstacles at the moment. You know, it's interesting. When, uh, we missed you last week, by the way. Um, oh, at... Um... Yeah, in Atlantic City. Oh, yes, at Ocean Resort, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting in the in the sports betting area where they had some tables and a bunch of TVs around. We are sitting there thinking, like, wow, this would be a great place to do a show. But maybe sometime in the future that could happen. But it was interesting enough, we were sitting there, Carol and I were talking, and I was looking, and I was looking at Detroit, and I was like, man, I even forgot Blake Griffin was in the league. But I can see a Blake Griffin for a, a Przingis type of a swap <laughs> where Blake Griffin comes down to Dallas and could probably resurrect his career alongside Luka. And that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Um, his, I, I, to be honest, that won't be a, that won't be a bad idea. Um, the problem with that is, is that Christoph Przingis is still Luka's friend. His business so. Which means I don't think that, to be honest, I don't see Dallas trading Prozingas at the moment. I'm just, I'm just, I'll be shocked. I'll put it like this: I'll be shocked if they trade Prozingas while Luca is still there. So they're just gonna hold on to the man because he's his best friend. <laughs> I keep telling you, best friend, friends, <clears throat> friends in the NBA on the same teams, they're safe. No matter what. No matter well, what. Well, trading or just staying? Trading. Okay. Trading. If they're on their own, that's completely different. Oh, uh, okay. I was about to say there's a, there's a perfect example where LeBron James and Dwayne Wade were best friends, and LeBron James skipped town to go to Cleveland. So best friends be hell. <laughs> yeah, but that's a special case. Well, it's a special case for yeah, but the boy, yeah, but he left on his own. Um, so that I can see. Um, but still, Dallas is still trying to go get Blake Griffin. Pull that man out of purgatory, please. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, they could do it without trading Porzingis. It is possible. They don't give up because that's a lot of that's a lot of money to match up. Uh, yeah, that is true because Blake Griffin's contract is is the reason why he's not being traded as much as you know. It's open to trade at this stage. Um, that I'm pretty sure that they could give up like Tim Hardaway Jr. some pe some pieces um, all together for Blake Griffin. Um, matter of fact, let me take a look right now while we're talking about that. Please, because uh, Blake Griffin is still putting up 20 some odd points a game. But damn, I mean, you don't hear nothing about that man being in Detroit. Nope. Like, <laughs> no. I, literally, I I totally forgot he was still in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, to be honest, they could give up. Um, they could put a a package together with 
if they don't do, I mean, to be honest, Christoph Porzingis would make it easier for them. But if they don't, um, they can do a package of Tim Hardaway Jr., James Johnson, um, and some picks um, here or there for it to work. You know, NBA give up a first round pick every other year, plus plus a leap year and some second round garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll, if I'll, I don't know if I'll go that route for 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 Blake Griffin, but <laughs> how old is he now? He's been in the league for for he's been in the league for a couple of years now. He's not yeah. a spring chicken. Not at all. He came, he came in with the Clippers, right? Yep. Yep. I will say this: the one thing I, you know, what I'm surprised about is, um, I'm surprised that the um, the oh, Warriors, wow. the Warriors have been doing as well as they have been. Well, that's because they took James Wiseman out of the starting position, which is probably the best thing because I was a little bit unsure how they were going to be. And James Wiseman is is a phenomenal talent, and I think that, you know, he'll be good to be kind of be able to take that mantle whenever. Clay and Steph and Draymond are no longer the top dogs, but they've actually been doing uh, you know a lot better than I thought they were going to be doing. Um, when I thought when I heard Clay was down, I wasn't sure how he was going to handle it, but you know Wiggins is actually stepping up. Um, Kelly Oubre has been playing some good minutes. Um, James Wiseman has been you know playing very well. I mean, um, I mean they're in the eighth seed in the West right now, but nice. they are. They they're not that bad. No, they're gonna they're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. They're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot. The team that I'm very curious about now is Houston. Um, I really think they're Houston. They won six straight. They really are balling right now, and they are really pushing. I mean, I knew like let's be honest, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, um, Nuggets. We all assumed that they were gonna be in there along with. Um, Trailblazers, you know, in the Western Conference, we figured that they was going to make it or be in, in playoff contention. Um, but there are so many teams right now that are fighting for, like, the final spots. It's going to be interesting. The West is pretty um, balanced out right now. They're pretty yeah. balanced out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, you look at the top five teams. I mean, I, I, those are the top five that I thought was going to be there. Um, six through eight, you know, outside of really Portland, which I assume was going to be there, you know, Memphis and Golden State, you know, you know, it's just interesting. Houston Rockets are coming on playing. San Antonio, I don't know about them, but they've always seemed to play solid. But, yeah. but in that East, hmm, your Nets. <laughs> I, I don't like know. I, said, I, don't, I, I don't know about them. I, I, I can't figure them out yet. No, no, it's, it, I mean, to be honest, like I said before, it's going to be a back-and-forth type of thing until they figure out their defense. Once their defense is anchored, if they get their defense anchored, um, then it would be a different story. But I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, I'm very – I'm not saying surprised, but I have to give kudos to um, the Cavaliers and the Hornets that are like eighth or ninth right now because truth be told, I didn't expect them to be where they are right now. So I think a credit where credit is due, especially Cavs, especially the Hornets. Um, I wasn't really, I wasn't sold on LaMelo. Um, oh, nice. I thought I thought Gordon Haywood was going to be nice, but I didn't think they was going to be where they are right now. But so kudos to them as well. That just goes to show that Gordon Haywood is be, was uh, was being suffocated in in Boston because they just had a they just had a ton of good talent in Boston even after Kyrie left and he still wasn't putting up you know the kind of production that he he wanted so it took him going to Charlotte to be the the top dog again. Um, he needed that because not every yeah. revitalized his career. So yep, he had to get. He took a risk. He was like, "Yo, I don't. Why, why, I mean, he wanted to stay in Boston, but they." wasn't going to give him what he was looking for. So that's why he ended up in Charlotte. I'm glad Jordan actually signed off on that, on that, uh, on that deal. By the time Jordan made some pretty, pretty decent moves. Well, yeah, but the problem is now is that they're still where they are. They're not at a position where like they were in the same position they, where they was last year without Gordon Hayward. Um, they're still like fighting for that eighth spot. Um, so, but 
in doing this, it, it's, there, it's a step in the right direction. But the team's still young. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought that Gordon Hayward would have made out better with the Boston Celtics if, A, they didn't bring in Kyrie, and, two, he never got hurt the first game. Because I think if he would have been able to – if he didn't get hurt and no Kyrie and he was able to play – I think he would have got acclimated more in that offense. Mm-hmm. But when he was out and Kyrie was out, then you had Jalen Brown and you had um, Jason. Jason Tatum mm-hmm. and Smart that all, you know, were able to get a lot more minutes and all played and got confidence. So by the time he came back to the next year, they were like, we really don't need both of y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And to be truth, truth be told, they really didn't. Now, those injuries was probably the best thing to happen to the Boston Celtics young guys as a whole because they all had to step up and play, and now you see where they're at right now. True, true, true. I mean, I, the only thing is I'm really disappointed. I'm not saying disappointed because I guess because of injuries, but what's up with the Miami Heat? Like, Oof. I was expecting them to be a lot better than where they are, and they were the fi- NBA Finals. So... I thought that they would have took a step in the right direction, but they haven't been good at all. I told you, Ace, last year in the bubble, I don't trust them. They're fool's gold. You were sold on them. I wasn't. And look, I was not sold on the heat. Well, <laughs> Yo, fool's gold. It was fool's gold. And you argued us up and down for two weeks about the heat. And I told you, I don't have any trust in them. They are not that good. Yo, that just came out of left field with that. I've been waiting on that one. I've been waiting on this one. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. It was just it just went left. That's just what it, it just felt like it just went left. All right, oh, I need that one out there, but yeah, yeah. I I I I I'm very curious to see what they do. Now, granted that Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing, so you know, I'm very curious to see what happens when he comes back. But um, all in all, I think that it's just the injuries right now for them. But one of, the one person I really feel sorry for before we go is Barley Bill. Um, I, I feel sorry, so sorry for Barley Bill. I mean, I know he wants to stay, but in Washington, and he's not trying to look for trades, but they need to break that ship because until they fix that team as a whole, it's not going to – it's, it's – it's not going to improve anytime soon. Uh, well, I can honestly say that, you know, the NBA, is, uh, the NBA has two halves. You know, they get through the, the Christmas break, and then they kind of roll into the to the, to the the All-Star. And you never know. Miami just might get hot and start gelling again, and then they might pull the same crap they did last year in the, the playoffs this year. You know? You really all right. You know what? I'm not even gonna say anything about that. You're really gonna continue this. All right, that that alone just tell me that we're up against the clock. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk more. We'll definitely talk more about this. Um, when the time comes, we can talk more NBA. But as of right now, um, let folks know where they can find you at. Inside, because it's cold. Much no. <laughs> yes, you can find me inside at. Go ahead. That's it, but you can also find me on Twitter, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Uh, yes, and you can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, and the Gram, JE Ross, the number seven, and also inside as well. <laughs> well, you already know where you can find me, so uh, it ain't even nothing else to say about that. But you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, I am on Qualls, Twitter, Instagram, I am on Qualls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on Instagram. We're live right now on YouTube, so we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Check us out on social media, wherever you want. You, you listen to podcasts, just search Guys Talking Sports and make sure you check out all our episodes. We really appreciate all the love, the support out there. We really do. We we encourage you guys to tell us up social media as much as you can. You know, just reach out, say you're listening. I really, really appreciate all the love and support. Um, for right now, we're going to sign off. Catch us next week. Oh, you got something to say? One last thing. All you gamers out there, 2021 has been a hell of a good year for Team Xbox. Not only did we get MLB at the show 21 coming to the system, 
EA Sports is bringing college football back. <sighs> Bruh, when college football drops and they do a midnight release, when I'm sleepy at 9.30, I'm going to wake my ass up at 11.45 and cut that goddamn game. Because at 12.10, my ass is going to be in front of the TV gaming like I was 31 all over again. Oh, the man. following. And in the following hour, he'll be knocked out. Oh, <laughs> 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 like to thank everybody for catching Pretty this. Um, we really do appreciate all the gamers out there, too. Shout out to all the gamers out there, of course. Everybody from Xbox to PS5, of course, PlayStation, of course. Even the Nintendo's people out there showcase all the love everywhere. But we're going to catch y'all next time. Catch us again, guys. Talking sports till next week. Take care. God bless. Wear a mask. Practice social distancing. All that. Until Buy then, bring and shovel. Make sure you shovel. It's, it's heavy out there. Make sure you shovel your walkways. You don't want people to get, to get injured in your dwelling. So make sure you take care of that. Until then, God bless. Have a good one. Stay safe. Catch y'all on the rebound next time.